Numerology is a vital part of Chinese philosophy. Odd numbers are representative of yang, even numbers of yin. So when we talk about the number one in Chinese numerology, we're talking about the universal spark, the beginning of all things, wholeness, unity of the universe, perfection, the infinite, the unmanifest, the Tao. The Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The unnameable is the eternally real. Naming is the origin of all particular things. Free from desire, you realize the mystery. Caught in desire, you see only the manifestations. Yet mystery and manifestations arise from the same source. This source is called darkness. Darkness within darkness, the gateway to all understanding. So what remains nameless is the origin of heaven and earth. What we can name is often referred to within Chinese philosophy as mother of the 10,000 things, the perceivable or the manifest. Even so, everything comes from the source, something untouchable, unperceivable, from the number one, including yin and yang. Welcome to Acupuncture West London, the podcast. This is the podcast for students, practitioners, and enthusiasts of classical Chinese philosophy, Chinese medicine, and acupuncture. I'm your host, Ben Carrigan, coming to your ears all the way from London. So join me as we dive deep down the rabbit hole of Chinese philosophy and into the very concepts that inform our practice. Each episode focusing on a specific topic and its application within a clinical setting. This episode is brought to you courtesy of our brand new ebook, Yin and Yang. What are Yin and Yang? What are the laws of Yin and Yang? And how are they used as defining principles for our very existence? To answer these questions and more, download your free copy at acupuncture-westlondon.com forward slash free ebook. So today we're talking about Yin and Yang. I've got my copy of the Huan de Neijing Suen, Unshold's copy for the super nerds out there. Got it right here, but uh, you can't see it, so it could be an E.L. James trilogy for all you know. You'll just have to take my word for it. Okay, so let's get started. So what are yin and yang? Well, to understand this, we need to go back to the source. So you've just heard how the source, the Tao, is represented within Chinese philosophy by the number one. But here in the West, we must recalibrate ourselves so that the number one is the greatest of all numbers, not just the smallest common denominator. The number one represents wholeness, the unity of the universe, perfection, infinite possibility, immaterial, the unmanifest. To paraphrase Elizabeth Rocha de la Vallée, in Western culture and mathematics, although one and one make two, and the character for two looks akin to writing one twice, the character for two, which is two strokes on top of one another, does not in any way symbolize two times one. One is representative of everything and can absolutely not be doubled or duplicated. The two strokes representing the number two should therefore be considered symbolically as the opening of the one, as distinction within unity. The two strokes represent a necessary parting 
but do not break the common belonging of the two elements. So two is not a multiple of one. Two exists within one. Two is representative of yin and yang. Yang being heaven and the sun, and yin, earth and the moon, duality, the balance of two opposing forces. But the number two can only represent the static concepts of yin and yang. Yin and yang cannot interact without movement, and without movement they cease to exist. This is String Theory 101. All the scientists are probably yelling at the podcast right now. Yin and yang's relationship, therefore, is only made possible by the motive force of qi. The creation of this dynamic between yin and yang is represented by the number three. Yin, yang, and qi equals the number three. Or more correctly, yang on top and yin on the bottom with qi in the center facilitating their relationship. We're talking creation, the unity of two allowing for the creation of matter. As a side note, we can clearly see how this relationship of three manifests in numerous contexts, ranging from the unmanifest to the manifest. We see it time and time again in practice. Yang, Qi and Yin, heaven, man and earth, which is the postnatal configuration, fire, earth and water, Shen, Qi and Jing, heart, spleen and kidneys, upper Zhao, which is the lung and the heart, middle Zhao, stomach and spleen, and lower Zhao, kidney, all of which make up the three heater. They each represent exactly the same thing, but at different levels of the macrocosm or microcosm. Cells within cells within cells. Okay, so going back to our thread, it's important to state that with the number three in the context of heaven, we are still only talking about the interaction of yin and yang in heaven and the infinite possibilities that this allows for, still in the realm of the unmanifest. But when we move into the number four, this is where we see dimensionality for the first time, with the creation of the four cardinal directions, north, south, east and west, the four seasons, spring, summer, autumn and winter, space and time, and the earth element in its central position as a pivot between heaven and earth, yang and yin. So even now you can still see the number three here on the vertical or heavenly axis. Yang, qi and yin, fire, earth and water then with wood and metal representing the horizontal or created axis, wood being expansive, yang, and metal, contractive, yin. Finally, at least for the sake of today's episode, we get to the number five. The number five is representative of heaven. Now we get to the manifestation of yin and yang in heaven, and the first point at which a system of life and movement is possible a system facilitating an interaction between entities. This is because we are now speaking about the five elements or phases, five being about transformation, sheng and ke cycles. So to confuse matters, five can represent the five elements in heaven, the five planets. It can represent heaven's reflection on earth as the four seasons and within man as the five zhang organs, like a lake reflecting the sky. And it can also represent the earth element as a central pivot, because life emanates from the centre. Within the context of the five planets, we're talking about Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, Venus and Mercury. Within the context of the four seasons, we're talking about spring, which is wood, and summer, fire, which are yang, autumn, metal, and winter, water, which are yin. 
with winter water being the peak of yin and the birth of yang, and summer fire being the peak of yang and the birth of yin. Earth then serving as an 18-day transitional phase between the seasons or as late summer. Then within the context of the five zang organs at the level of man, we're talking about the lung, spleen, heart and pericardium, kidney and liver. All this while still revolving around a central pivot, earth, which is spleen and stomach, the root of postnatal chi. So now might be a good time for a glass of water. So now that we're talking about yin and yang at a level of manifestation, what do they actually mean? And how do we interpret them in practical terms? The original concepts of yin and yang arose from humankind's observation of nature and the environment. The Chinese character for yin refers to the shady side of a slope. In contrast, the character for yang refers to its polar opposite, the sunny side. The concepts of yin and yang developed over thousands of years and are the cornerstone of classical Chinese philosophy and Chinese medicine. Yin and yang are representative of a cosmic duality that governs the universe. In basic terms, yin and yang exist only in relation to one another and are wholly contextual depending on where you're standing. For example, heat is considered to be yang when compared to warmth, which is yin. However, Warmth is considered to be yang when compared to cold, which is yin. So yin and yang may be divided into sets of opposing and complementary principles, or cosmic energies, that can be observed in nature. They are defined by the relationship between them. Okay, so examples include yang and yin, masculine and feminine, hot and cold, light and dark, fire and water, sun and moon, heaven and earth, active and passive, hard and soft, unmanifest and manifest, spirit and form, exterior and interior, and quite literally the expansion and contraction of the universe. To truly make sense of yin and yang, we must know their laws or governing principles. These are as follows. All things have two aspects, yin and yang. These two aspects are relative aspects of the same phenomena. For example, hot and cold. One cannot exist without the other. Within yin, there is yang, and vice versa. Any yin or yang aspect can be further subdivided into yin or yang ad infinitum. Think of cells within cells within cells. Yin and yang mutually create one another, i.e. yin supports yang and yang creates yin. Yin and yang can be distinguished from one another, but cannot be separated. Separation results in the cessation of existence, so death. Yin and yang are mutually dependent on one another for their very existence and to maintain a sense of balance. Yin and yang control one another. We see this in the curse cycle. Yin and yang transform into one another. Chapter 5 of the Huang De Jing Su Wen states, Cold at its maximum generates heat. Heat at its maximum generates cold. And all of this is apparent in the Taiji symbol, which can be used to represent yin and yang in relation to its many manifestations. So again, I'd recommend that you download my ebook, because you will see the Taiji symbol represented in a number of ways. 
the sun and moon, the four seasons, day and night, quality versus quantity. So in terms of qualities, we're talking about wood and wind, emperor fire and fire, minister fire and summer heat, earth and damp, metal and dryness. Taiyang is cold, water and winter, and Xiaoyin is heat, empirical fire and summer. If we talk about quantities, we're talking about Taiyang as great yang, the peak of summer. So it's about quantity, Taiyin, great yin, the peak of winter. So as practitioners, how do we use yin and yang in clinic, in diagnosis, and in the treatment of our patients? Well, this is where we're introduced to the eight principles. So what are the eight principles? The eight principles is a theory of opposites, according to the laws of yin and yang. Its application and practice for the categorization and diagnosis of imbalances within the environment or the human body. So these are yin versus yang, cold versus hot, interior versus exterior, deficiency versus excess. In health, yin and yang are considered to be in balance. In Western medicine, this is referred to as homeostasis. However, if there's suddenly an excess or deficiency of one versus the other, this is considered to be pathological and measures must be taken to restore an equilibrium. According to chapter one of the Huang Dine Jing Suwen, the people of high antiquity, those who knew the way, they modeled their behavior on yin and yang and they complied with the arts and the calculations. Their eating and drinking was moderate. Their rising and resting had regularity. They did not tax themselves with meaningless work. Hence, they were able to keep physical appearance and spirit together and to exhaust the years allotted by heaven. Their lifespan exceeded 100 years before they departed. So within the clinic, how do we work to restore a balance of yin and yang that are out of balance? If we see yin deficiency, we'll surely work to tonify yin, no? This would make sense, and I'm certainly not saying that this isn't the case, but there are caveats. Remember what yang is. Yang is unmanifest, heavenly, fire, and most importantly, yang is motive force and it creates yin. Yin, on the other hand, is manifest, substance and form, earthly, water, and yin supports yang. Remember, without one there cannot be a manifestation of the other. The kidneys are the root of prenatal qi, essence or jing. Within the body, they are representative of the water element in which everything is rooted and from which everything manifests, and of winter, the height of yin and the birth of yang. The kidneys are therefore the root of yin and yang within the body. The stomach and spleen, earth element, are the root of postnatal qi, food essences or gu qi, along with the lung, air or da qi. Within the body, you can view the earth element as the qi or man level. It exists within us as standing between heaven and earth, and it facilitates their connection. Yang, Qi, and Yin. There's the number three again. Just like with the four seasons, Earth, or Qi, serves as a pivot between Heaven, Yang, and Earth, Yin, as well as facilitating the movement and transformation between them. So what about Yin and Yang in pathology? In extreme disharmony, the excess of one cannot be supported by the other. In this case, there are three possible outcomes. The separation of Yin and Yang, which is death. Transformation. One transforms into the other. Look at chapter 5 of the Huang Dene Jing Su Wen, like we discussed earlier. 
Cold at its maximum generates heat. Heat at its maximum generates cold. And finally, an equilibrium is achieved and yin and yang rebalance. So one of the key components I want to introduce to this podcast is to hear your feedback and to receive your questions. Considering the fact that this is our first episode, I'm really happy that so many of you got in touch with so many great questions. I actually really loved getting these. So let's get stuck in. Which side is bad, yin or yang? So yin and yang are considered two sides of the same coin. One requires the other in order to exist and to remain in balance. When in balance, both yin and yang are good. When imbalanced, one may be in excess and or one in deficiency. In this case, both yin and yang may be pathological. What is the yin-yang symbol called? So here we're talking about the Taiji or Tai Chi symbol. Again, go to acupuncture-westlondon.com forward slash free ebook. There's plenty in there to keep you busy. What's the difference between yin and yang energy? Well, yang energy is considered to be heavenly, warming, unmanifest, mode of force. Yin energy is considered to be earthly, cooling, manifest, substance and form. Which side of the body is yin and which side is yang? So actually, this is a great question because there's a lot of confusion on this. From what I can see, it's contextual. So traditionally, the right side is considered to be the female or yin side, with the left side considered to be the male or yang side. However, in contrast, the right side is considered to relate to qi, which is yang, because women have more qi than blood due to menstruation. The left side is considered to relate to blood because men have more blood than qi. So you can see that there's sort of a contradiction there. So it depends, again, from where you're standing or what you're looking at. What color is yin? That's a good question. So within the Taiji symbol, yin is black and its character represents the shady side of the hill. Yang is white and represents the sunny side of the hill. But remember that yin and yang are relative to one another. So I would say that the color isn't really important. Yin is only yin when it's compared directly with its yang counterpart and vice versa. So yin could be like gray in comparison to yang's white. It's all relative. Okay, and the final question. What are the three yins and three yangs? This is a great question. And actually it's an episode in itself that I'm planning to do in the next couple of weeks. So do stay tuned for that one. But I'll give you a brief answer for the moment. What I can say is that it relates to chapter 7 of the Huang De Neijing Su Wen. If you view Tai Yang, Xiao Yang, and Yang Ming as the three Yang divisions, or the six divisions, Tai Yang is considered to open to the exterior. Xiao Yang is a pivot, so it's half interior and half exterior, and Yang Ming closes. If you view Tai Yin, Xiao Yin, and Zhui Yin as the three Yin divisions, Tai Yin is considered to open. Xiao Yin is the pivot, and Zhui Yin closes. In the balance of health, the three Yang should operate as one Yang, and the three Yin should operate as one Yin. So we're talking exterior and interior, Fu and Zhang. But if there's an imbalance in the opening and closing function of the Yang exterior, or Yin interior, then they are referred to in pathology as the three Yang or the three Yin. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Do get in touch with any questions, podcast at acupuncture-westlondon.com. 
And don't forget to check out the show notes at acupuncture-westlondon.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. To keep up to date with all of our upcoming episodes, sign up to our podcast newsletter. By doing so, you'll get your very own copy of my brand new ebook, Yin and Yang. Check out acupuncture-westlondon.com forward slash free ebook. See you next time.